Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hello and welcome to Ask Audrey Fridays. Today we have two questions. Our first question is, Audrey, how can I add more whole foods in? And so first of all, I want to say like, Huge props to you because I love that you're taking the direction of how can I add more foods versus taking away foods, right? Because it lasts a lot longer if you crowd out the bad by inviting in more of the good. And this is actually true for so many things in life, okay? So we know that eating whole foods, foods as close to their natural form as possible, is absolutely critical for your health. And unfortunately, our culture leans really far, like really far towards convenient foods. And as soon as we find a whole food that is touted for its health benefits, then I'll be darned if a food manufacturer doesn't find a way to try to make it convenient for us and fill it with preservatives and other chemicals that our body doesn't know how to process. So adding more whole foods into your day is really, really easy. One of my favorite ways is by adding an extra serving of fruit or veggies or both to a morning smoothie. Now I hear from a lot of people that they have like PTSD around morning smoothies because they, um, dieted for so long. Maybe they did something like slim fast or where they could only have protein shakes for breakfast or that kind of thing. And so if a whole food smoothie isn't right for you, and now listen, my favorite smoothie recipe is just some kind of greens, whatever you have in the fridge. It doesn't taste very good with like iceberg lettuce or romaine, but like spinach, spring mix, uh, the power smoothie mix from Costco, even kale um, works really well for this. Half a banana and a cup of wild blueberries. That is an amazing, as in it tastes really good, uh, as well as is packed with whole food nutrients for you. And it's a really great way to start your day. Uh, if you can, uh, if you're if you're a family that eats a lot of pasta, you can switch to zucchini noodles. They have the little uh, spiralizers you can get on Amazon. Um, those work really well to spiralize zucchini noodles. And if you're not quite ready for that, then you can get like a chickpea uh, or a cauliflower-based pasta or a black bean-based pasta at the grocery store. Now, often they'll have other ingredients in it, but it's a nice stair step. Another good substitute for that is spaghetti squash. Uh, spaghetti squash is also a really good substitute for things like hash browns as well. Um, so I just want you to know there are tons of alternatives to processed foods, tons of ways to get more whole foods into your day. And it doesn't mean that you're stuck eating salads every single day. Um, So just start to get curious about how you can make healthier decisions, healthier swaps in your everyday life. And you will be shocked at what you can find. All it takes really is a, a little bit of willingness to change, which you already have that by asking the question and a little bit of research and you'll be swapping them out. And pretty soon it becomes your new normal, your standard practice to reach for or hunt for that more whole food option. And the cool part is, is eventually you will enjoy the taste of healthier foods over the processed versions. I can't tell you how many times I've thought, you know what, I, you know, it's been a long time since I've had anything inflammatory. I really miss the taste of XYZ. 
and let's let's say Arby's curly fries, which have gluten in them, by the way, so don't do that. But that's something that I've talked about recently is like, man, I used to really, really love, and I'm talking 15 years ago, really love Arby's, Arby's curly fries dipped in their horsey sauce, which that might gross you out. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I really liked. And, um, and even though I didn't go get the Arby's fries, there have been times when I've gone and gotten whatever it is I had this fond memory of loving. And guys, it does not taste good. Like it does not taste good anymore. Once you start eating whole foods for a long period of time, once it becomes your new normal, what you have are fond memories around the dopamine hit, around the uh, people that were around you then, or that time in your life when you had that those Arby's fries. Um, and not that you can't have any French fries, just choose like Mouya, where they're actual French fries, right? Um, but they don't taste good. Your palate changes and you can taste the hydrogenated oils and the fake put together potatoes and starches and all of the things. And so you just, it, it doesn't taste good anymore, right? So we're actually going through in the wellness circle, our free private Facebook group. I'll put the link in the show notes. I don't do website show notes for these episodes, but you can find the show notes in your podcast provider. So I'll link to that. It's the women's wellness circle, holistic support for autoimmune and chronic illness. Um, we're going through a, um, seven day spring into health. And one of the things, one of the topics we covered this in this past seven days is, um, adding in more whole foods. So it's really cool that this question kind of timed out with that. All right. So let's have a look at the next question. The next question says, I do my best to avoid gluten. It has been hard to find a gluten-free bread that is tolerable. I heard that sourdough bread has minimal gluten. Is that a good choice to substitute. I do not have um, celiac disease, but I do have two other diagnosed autoimmune diseases. Okay, so you are not wrong, right? It is, number one, best to avoid gluten, so good job there. Um, it is very hard to find a gluten-free bread that is tolerable. Um, sourdough bread can be okay in very, very moderate Term. So in, in, in moderation, and I mean very moderation, like less than once a week, um, it does have less gluten, well, not really less gluten, it's got more enzymes. Um, so if is sourdough bread a good choice to substitute? That really depends. It depends on how often you're eating bread. Um, because you have a diagnosed autoimmune condition, uh, even though you are not celiac, what I would consider is removing gluten altogether for, I don't know, let's say eight weeks, and then try sourdough bread. I want you to notice what changed over those eight weeks. I assure you that your inflammation will go down and that your symptoms will start to reverse. Will they all go away? No, not likely, because your diagnoses, just like a tree that you see, has many root causes. So there are many roots under the ground that give you the image of the tree that you see in front of you, right? Above ground. It's the same with your diagnosis. But I do know that if you're eating gluten regularly, even if you're doing your best to avoid it, then quite likely that is going to help to reduce your, uh, your 
inflammation. So I encourage you to stop gluten and then try sourdough. Um, some of my favorite brands are Canyon Bakehouse, if you are able to have eggs. Canyon Bakehouse is a good one. Um, and I really like Be Free. It's a very sourdough-ish type of bread. Um, but even, you have to you have to recognize that bread is not a health food. It has gluten in it, which is inflammatory. It has a lot of other things going on with it. And gluten-free bread is still not a health food. It's still not something that you should be consuming daily, uh, maybe once a week. In our house, we tend to use gluten-free bread for those times where we are away from the house all day. And we know that having gluten-free bread on a sandwich is going to be better than whatever we can get at the concession stand for the event that we're at for the day, right? Um, and a lot of times we don't even use it then. We'll make lettuce wraps. And so we'll use romaine lettuce, wrap it up kind of like a Jimmy John's Unwitch style, just with better lettuce, and have that for lunch because those keep really well. So Food for thought, think about it. If you want to know if you're sensitive to gluten, then I would recommend a food sensitivity test. You can do an IgG food sensitivity test. I have those linked up on my website at audreychristie.com forward slash shop. It does come with um, a meeting with me so that we can review those results so you're not just kind of left trying to figure it out on your own. And if you are going to test, if you're looking to see if you're sensitive to gluten or other ingredients in gluten, then know that you can't stop gluten before you test. So if you are testing for gluten, if you're wondering if you're sensitive to gluten and you've been gluten-free for, you know, a month, then you're going to have to eat some gluten within about 72 hours of that test and then test to see if you are sensitive to gluten because it can't test for it if you're not, if you're not actively having it. All right, friends, have a fantastic weekend and uh, I will see you on Energy Medicine Monday. Please know that I'm always rooting for you. Be well. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.